Hi there, I'm Paul Kimball. I'm Holly Stevens. I'm Chelsea Camo. And I'm Dylan Garland. And we're about to go... Beyond Haunted. All right, so here we are, episode two. Let's jump right into it. Let's not... Let's not sort of beat around the bush. Let's not spend 30 minutes talking about things that don't matter. There's something that happened in this episode that we have to address. I know. Right off the bat, ghost dancing. Ghost dancing. Yeah. Yeah. Was, I was going to go with Holly swearing, but no, what? ghost dancing is a lot better. No, I, I think dancing. ghost dancing was awesome. First of all, yeah, pretty good. visual proof I can't dance. Agreed. I think we can all agree on that. I don't know. I think For everyone life. can dance. Oh. No. Yeah. Snap. It's It's whether you can dance well. Yeah. Everyone fine. can dance, but not everyone can dance well. All right, fine. I can't dance well, but you have to admit, it was a pretty good transition from ghost dancing to talking about shadow demons or people or whatever. It's One my favorite my transition favorite. Yeah. of the show. I think it's just, you just, boom. Why I do, shadow people. <laughs> it's, it takes me back to my university days in radio. There's a segue, people. You know, ghost dancing with Thomas Riddell. There's shadow people in this room. And yeah. <laughs> So if you've seen that, that might be the most embarrassing and yet enthralling moment of my entire on-screen career. And I have to thank Holly, who was doing the crazy light effect. and The laser show, if you will. The laser show, yes. The Klingon Disruptor laser show. But that is not actually the the really the most important uh, moment in the episode, the one that will frighten everybody. What was the other one that we mentioned? Oh, um, I don't know. It might have been something. What the... Oh, are we being serious? Or no. We... Oh, Holly swearing. Right. Holly swore. Holly said uh, Holly, shame on I'm you. I'm sorry. You don't I'm know sorry. the age of the ghosts. Yeah. It's true. I. You know what? I will apologize for that. Good. <laughs> I'm sorry, ghosts, if I offended you with my language. I was taken off guard. Uh, um, per- my sincerest <laughs> apologies if I offended you in any way, shape, or form. And to my audience members, again... I don't normally do that, but when something yells at you out of the darkness, sometimes you really just are not thinking about what you're saying. Fuck that. I think <laughs> there we go. It's official. I think we are we were so far down the offending ghost hole that I by know. the time no. by the time Whoa. by the time you got around to dropping the F bomb on whatever yelled at you, um, between ghost dancing and standing on the graves and God knows whatever else we did. I didn't stand on the graves. Even if you didn't, and we don't know exactly where they were buried, that's just an approximate place of where they're buried. Kim stood on their graves. Yes, but that... that well, she was there, so I'm talking about not just the people I, sitting I, at this table. I was very specific. I was like, I'm not going in there. And she was like, oh, okay. It's like that episode of <laughs> Ghost... Like Ad- I- you ever see that episode of Ghost Adventures? I'm looking at Dylan now, where he literally tra- walks around the grave. <gasps> he does Beggins. It, whenever he... Um, it's funny. Whenever he decides to get one of their demonologists in, he always meets them in the nearest grave yard hmm. and uh yeah well uh, how else where else would they go denny's okay. <laughs> i mean if i'm a demonologist and i'm gonna be all night up combating demons i want a pretty good chicken steak you know before i, I have was to go act- out. i was thinking arby's actually arby's oh. would be fine you know the olive garden there you go anywhere in the u.s any of those great places carl's jr whatever all right fine so we've talked we beat around the bush holly was yelled at by now, check off the box, folks. Mrs. Gorham, option A. Mm. Random demon, option B. Mm. Uh, a walkie-talkie sound, option C. Or option D, Donald Trump. I've got option E written on the top of my notes here. Something Ooh. following you oh, or Holly. Okay, Ooh. thank you for adding that. So maybe not random demon. Maybe, 
family friendly. As long as it's not <laughs> Donald Trump. Oh, oh my God. Yes, please. Actually, I would. Yeah. We're being followed by Trump. Um, well, it's probably not Donald Trump. So that leaves us four other options. Now let's just, let's address with our sound person. Chelsea Camo is here. Hello. Um, Welcome to the show. You know what? Let's break down. It's good. Folks have talked. So here we have Chelsea and Holly. They were the ones on the ground right there. I was in with Linda Rafus in a different room. I didn't actually hear it. You, I'm looking at Dylan, say you sort of heard it, but you weren't in the room. I was, um, so when you go in, there's like a, a doorway, a small hallway, and then it goes into the main archives room. I was just outside the door because I was, uh, it was after a pretty long bit of filming. I was switching over the camera from the tripod to the shoulder mount. And that's when I heard it. That's why when you see me in the episode, I'm running in without, with just a camera in my hand. So you heard it. I just heard. Like with your normal ears. What I thought I heard was Holly yelling. Once we actually listened to the foot, the the audio, and looked at everything, what I heard was the the voice, and oh. then Holly, yeah, yeah, and then Holly inhaling, because Holly didn't yell, she just inhaled very loudly, and the inhale had a little bit of character to the voice, right? But yeah, I, I heard it all. All right, that's so cool. So <laughs> you did you? Now I'm looking at Chelsea, who was on audio as our location uh, sound recordist. What did you hear? How did this all go down with you? Because we see Holly walks off the screen. Um, mm-hmm. Or, well, on the, if you're watching it on TV, <laughs> she walks away and, and our CCTV loses her. Then she walks back in and we see her walking towards the spot by the table and we hear your voice mm-hmm. um, calling, you know, Holly something or other. And then, whoa, and yeah. Holly, <gasps> and you what, what, what? Because yeah. you, you, you walk in and you immediately turn around. So here we are. We, we, we didn't really touch upon Chelsea in the episode. So now we're interviewing Chelsea. What did you feel in that entire process and what did you hear? I too? felt terrified because I didn't know what Holly was doing. So I walk in and I had to change the batteries in my thing. So everything I was wearing was shut down. I, I only had the um, headphones on my ears and those are pretty noise canceling. But I did hear the voice and then I see Holly jumping back and exhaling, inhaling, I mean. And uh, yeah, I was like, what is she doing? So I'm freaking out. She's freaking out because I'm like, what is she seeing? Or what is she hearing? Because I, I did hear it, but I thought it was her. I honestly thought it was her just like screaming and then inhaling. But it wasn't. She, she jumped so far. If, if anybody ever wondered what would happen if Jessica and Roger Rabbit ever mated, it would be like Holly, six foot tall redhead that jumps like, you know, sort of a, a I'm really rabbit. glad you took it in that direction and not something else. Well, no, that's, that's like she, you, you, I, I felt like in the episode putting a sound effect in that went boing. I'm really glad you didn't. Like the, the way you jump back, I was like, oh my God, she's in danger. I have to jump back. And then I was like, nope, got to go see what's up. So then I like went to you. And then you came back. Yeah. 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 At first it was like flight, flight. And then I'm like, nope. Gotta go see if she's okay. Oh, so sweet. For, from a selfish standpoint, I'm glad you backed away because it made the shot perfect. <laughs> yeah, it was good. It was good cinema. Well, now, I was not staying there for that. <laughs> Everybody sitting at home now, I have to ask this question. Mm-hmm. Did you really have a hot flash? Okay, when I get scared, when I get... <laughs> I'm just saying because no, you said it. When I get really, really scared, like in that instant, um, a, a wave of heat just like... Washes up for you. Swoops, yes, yeah, swoops through my body. So yeah, in a way, I did have a hot flash. So Paul's the cold guy. <laughs> no. Chelsea's and Chelsea's hot. Chelsea's the. Oh, thanks. Yeah. No problem. The warmth. You've person. clearly talked to every girl I ever dated. Paul's the cold guy. <laughs> <laughs> have you been talking to my wife? Wait, hold on. Um, yeah, and and Chelsea from here here on will be known as uh, <laughs> the hot flash girl. <laughs> the hot flash. Girl. The hot flash. That's like a, a weird. 
offset superhero. I know. Yeah, the it's hot like hot flash. It's like Barry <laughs> Allen trained a, a young Flash, young girl as Flash, but Wait, it all went wrong. I get, really I get hot <laughs> when I'm scared. <laughs> I radiate heat as I run, but internally, not externally. I mean, if I was outside in the cold, it would work well. Uh, yeah, or if in that moment you needed to, like, you know, <laughs> melt some ice, it would be perfect. So, uh, one thing that I don't think we touched on in the episode um, was how loud it was to you because we've had how many conversations about this so many Thousands. conversations because yeah, we still i wrote down in my notes i still have no idea what this is i know um but you kind of talk about it in the episode a little bit but you told me something like it felt how close to you it like as close as you are right now which of course nobody can see but it's about three four feet away so that was that was the the shocking thing about it was, is, mm-hmm. I mean, sometimes you're in a room and you hear something and you hear like a noise off in the corner. You can't quite place it or something above you. And it's really kind of creepy and weird. But this had, um, this took up space, even though I couldn't see it in the room. Mm. It was close. And that's why I jumped back was because how close it felt to me. Like it was right in front of me. I mean, like I have those headphones on and like I said, they are noise canceling, but I heard it. Yeah. I, and I was like what, like 10 feet away from you? And I heard whatever that was, like, pretty good in, in my noise-canceling headphones. Like, and to, and to give that context, too, I'm wearing those headphones right now as we're recording this, and I can't hear you guys speak normally. All I'm mm. hearing is, you know, yeah. what's going through the actual Zoom recorder. You cannot hear anything from these headphones. No. So the fact that you heard that yeah. is amazing. I didn't amazing. realize, actually, Chelsea, that you'd heard it. Yeah. And- That's awesome. And it's important to note, too, because I know people always think, well, did you guys fake this? Or are you putting this all on? Or blah, blah, blah. I can, I value my reputation as a filmmaker, and so does Dylan. So we'd be the two on the hook here. You can actually hear in the episode, as Holly starts talking afterwards, you come in with the camera, and you can see Chelsea moves next to her, and she's fumbling with something. And what she's trying to do is get the audio Yeah, up I didn't going have anything in. going. So the audio you hear from mm. the moment where it goes, oh, and Holly goes, oh, and, you know, Chelsea screams, and they all... Until you'll hear a discernible point in the episode where the audio clicks in again. Yeah. And that's Chelsea getting it all ready. And we just, that is the uh, the handheld audio recorder that's picking all that up. Mm-hmm. And there's no way that I could fix that. We didn't, you know, you can't overdub it or anything. It's, it's just, all we have. it is in real time as it's flown along. And then it, and you would never normally do that in a television show unless you had to because that's yeah. what you had to work with. So, and that's what we had to work with. And we were really on the fly because you can see Dylan coming in. You know, I, f- I found that shot on the CCTV, which it's great that we had that mm. camera set Me up there. walking yeah. in with the camera. Yeah. Anybody who's ever used a black magic, it's the most awkward camera <laughs> on the planet. It's just a cube. <laughs> you cannot hold that and shoot anything. I very rarely would have done that. My only other option would have been to drag an entire tripod in with me, which was like, okay, this is the lesser of two evils here. I, I don't do it again because it's not a good way to shoot. So, no, I would not shoot like that. Let's go down the list of suspects who could have faked this. Oh, really? Jim wasn't there. Nope. So no. Jim's out. He wasn't He wasn't there for the first two episodes. Or, well, the first location, which was the first two episodes. Uh, I was in the uh, lunchroom where we had set up the monitor station with Linda Rafus, And mm. we had one of the walkie-talkies. Yep. Mm. And, you know, you actually have camera footage of us. And, you know, we didn't do it. So... No. Clear. Linda and I were clear. You were in the hallway, out just outside, with Kim Bennett, right? Yes. So I was uh, right outside that door, fixing something on, or no, I was taking the camera off the tripod. 
Kim went to walk into the bathroom. We never bring the walkies into the bathroom because, hey, that'd be awkward if we accidentally press the button. <laughs> so she left it on a display case next to my head. So one of the walkies was there. That's walkie number two. Walkie number two. Um, I believe I also had one on my person, did I not? There was four walkies? Four walkies in total. Walkie number three was on the table, which was okay. Paul's. That so was you mine. Had one. And walkie number four was on me. There we go. Okay, mm. so they're all kind of four. Because I immediately pick it up and try and test it. Right, and then you hear it. Okay. And then I think that's the noise. I think that that's where it must have come from, except we... Well, except a very <laughs> crucial point in that clip, which I hope people do recognize. There's a beep. There's Yeah. yeah. There's no beep in that first one. There's also a different sound. Oh, it it's, sounds... So and yeah. if it had come out of the walkie, it would have come out of the walkie on my hip at the same time. Yeah. And I had one... Next to you. Half a foot away from my ear. Yeah. And I did not hear anything. So it wasn't And walking. on top of that, it gives off an electromagnetic field when which it goes off, yeah. which would have registered and did register when we tested it because the ED was set up on the table. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So not the walkie-talkie. Was there anything else on that table that could make that kind of sound? Unless audio can come out of the ADR not in a reverse form. <laughs> yeah. No. That's the only other thing that was there. There's, uh, we actually... Yeah, pretty extensively. I, I, I've almost got an obsession with this one clip because I, it fascinates me. Yeah, you and me both. Well, I just, I can't explain it. There's no explanation I give to this thing. We looked at everything that was on that table that was in that room. There's nothing. Right, and there, we filmed long segments of that, a bit mm -hmm. of which you see at the end of the episode that has been condensed for time. I mean, when we were in the cottage in Port Mutoon. Mutoon. Mutoon, right. <laughs> Uh, so we, when we were in the cottage in Port Mattoon, that was like an hour of footage where we went back and forth. And I've condensed that to three or four minutes. That's yep. what television is. But I'm just, you know, going through it now on Beyond Haunted because people didn't see that. And, you know, we looked and listened to that over and over and over, especially yeah. Dylan. Dylan went above and beyond. Yeah. Oh, there's one thing that didn't make the show that I thought was very interesting. Technologically wise, which is my favorite line of this whole show. Coming soon to a t-shirt near you. <laughs> so if... I think you may have released a little bit of this on Twitter, but I don't think this version made the, the final edit. When I slowed it down, when you slow something down, it turns into this, you know, deep voice. Like it, when it slows down, the lower the pitch goes. If you speed it up, it sounds like chipmunks. Mm -hmm. That's kind of this universal thing. So when I slowed it down, Holly sounds like the deep voice, like it's slower. The voice which is what I'm calling it now, mm. goes higher. That does not make sense. It should go as low as you. The noise should be going low because I'm slowing it down. So when I played it, when it was slowed down, the voice had a higher pitch than when I listened to it normally. And I can't for the life of me explain how or why that's happening. It's bizarre. It is the most like, I've had, like I've been doing this for a while. I've had a lot of weird errors in music videos I've done or sound or whatever, this makes no sense on any level, no matter how I look at it. It's it's bizarre. That's why I love it. Yeah. Mm. It's not like we're morons. Like, <laughs> sure. Okay, not, not with this. <laughs> I've done this for 20 years. Dylan and Chelsea are educated and trained to do this, and they have a couple of years' worth of experience. Um, you know, we know what we're doing, and I used to run a recording studio when I was a musician. I, you mm -hmm. know, I've dealt with sound for the last 20, 25 years of my life. I've never 
I, I can't explain it. And especially after you ran it through and up and down, and I took the sound too and ran it through, you know, the sound system we have here and tried different pitch corrections and all sorts of stuff. I mean, there's that there's thousands of things you could do. I probably did dozens and nothing, nothing about it makes any sense whatsoever. And yet I would still write it off as some sort of weird technical glitch, except for the fact you heard it. I'm looking at Holly now in person, in real time. Oh, it was there right in front of you. Yeah. And I mean, we've had moments where the walkie talkies got off before and we don't get that skittish over it. Well, like, we we do. You in mean a, when someone presses the button or they've beeped or the, something? I know the, yeah, I know the one you're talking about. In a future episode, the, yeah. I think it's episode seven or eight, episode nine, you'll see what we mean. Yeah. You will, mm-hmm. you folks will see when the walkie goes off in a weird way and what it sounds like when that happens. But even then, none of us are jumping out of our seats. Yeah. We're just like, oh, what was that? Like, that? That was, was weird. Odd. Oh, that, yeah, no, true. and I, I yeah. Holly, jump back. <laughs> I have never seen this yeah. from the beginning and the end of the show. Something spooked you. Well, so, yeah. <laughs> like something more than what we've, it, more than a technological thing with like, oh, the walkies went off. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm taking a moment to think here because there was a whole, there was a whole process for me. It, of course, you don't see everything uh, in the show because there's, there's hours of, of me in that room, really. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had spent time in that room opening myself up to the space, inviting things to come and communicate with me. Uh, And when I walked back in that room, I was expecting something. I was expecting, I don't know what, I was expecting communication. And so Chelsea actually startled me when she came behind me. And you see that, I, I, I turn around. But I'm looking in the direction that that voice comes from before, before we hear it. And my head snaps back to that direction because there's something. I was looking for something. I felt like there was something there. And then and then something was there. And it was yeah. right in front of me. I just couldn't see it. But it, yeah. That's why I jumped back. It was in my space. It was it was close enough to yeah. touch me. Which is just, it's just, the whole thing's weird. I, I still, I, I, it's the one thing from this entire show. There's quite a few things that spooked me out. I think... The future episode, the seaside episode, was probably the most like real uneasy I was. Mm. But this has been the one that has kept me up late at night. Like, okay, what is that? More than seeing a demon in your bedroom in Yarmouth? Well, that literally <laughs> kept me up at night because it felt like there was something in my shower. More than seeing a picture potentially of a demon in another location, sort of a screen capture. This was because those were. Oh, I forgot yeah. about that. You were there for those. Okay, so. let, let me change my statement. <laughs> Audibly. Oh, yeah. This is the the biggest, like, no, even, I don't know. Because uh, there's been so many weird little noises and stuff. Mm, and there's yeah. one in Seaside that I won't talk about now. I was just going to say. Yeah, yeah, that's. Yeah. Okay. There's, no, no. I don't know. This is my favorite audio that we've got. This is the one I can't explain. I like how Chelsea describes it. We're all like, this is the scariest. And she's like, this is my favorite audio. <laughs> well, it scares me, but it's my favorite one. It frightens me too. It still yeah. does. When I think of it, when I hear it, it, it still gives me chills. It's weird to think that something was in the room while we were there. I, I, some, I, I'm at a loss for words. Something what? That's me tapping a pen, which hopefully you can take out later because I'm, I'm uncomfortable. But yeah, there, I, I, there was something there. There was something else with us. I think... There's no logical explanation except that I, and I would not normally say this, I think that this was legitimately something paranormal. Mm. And I think it came from 
within that room, if not within that space or time, but it came from somewhere. And I don't know if that's why it's distorted Mm -hmm. and that's why it sounds different to us on the other side, but it came from somewhere. And my hope, what I'm hoping is that one, people believe that this is real. Mm -hmm. And then two, people with more expertise than I are able to look at it and, and give us some information about where that comes from. And maybe it gives us just a little bit of like insight into this other world that is beyond our senses. Cause I've never heard anything like this before. Well, actually Dylan and I are leaving tomorrow for the United States to go visit several Denny's where we will talk to some demonologists. <laughs> yes. Which is a <laughs> several project, meetings. Project was, D. Pro, <laughs> project DD. Double D. Uh, no, Denny's no, and demonologists. <laughs> it's like the piranha movie. No, it's really not. Well, I got a question for you because you mentioned in the episode, Paul, that you mentioned that, is it a warning? Mm. Which I thought was an interesting choice of words. Was it a warning or was it an attempt to connect? Are you asking me or Paul? I'm going to ask you, Holly, because you are the one that it decided was the person it was going to really jump at. Because you, you had a theory, and I don't know if you want to talk about it, about the overlapping times. Did I? I thought I've, it was interesting. I've thought, I've thought and said a lot of things. Maybe you don't remember this. I may not remember. It might have been at 4 a.m. in the morning after Probably. I was like listening to it and just <laughs> jabbering on. I, uh, I think it was an attempt to communicate. So you don't think it was malicious? No. Okay. And in the moment when, when you guys ask me... What, what happened? What did I hear? And I, I stumble over what I say because I said I heard something, something, and there's a big pause because I'm like, what did it do? It didn't yell at me. It was loud, mm-hmm. but it didn't like, you know, angrily yell at me in that way. It was close and it was very loud, but I didn't feel like it was trying to hurt me. It scared the shit out of me, <laughs> but I don't know if that was its intent. What do you think, Paul? Well, if I had to ascribe a motivation to it, it's a warning. And it's because we were all, okay, by we, I mean Holly and I in different ways, even Kim, um, were sort of ghost Nixon-y throughout that episode. And and even in um, Dexter's, where I was goofing around with, you know, demon portals and stuff. And joke, joke, joke. Oh, an admission. No, I've, I've admitted it. One of us is willing to admit things like that, and one of us is not. We talked about that in the last episode. I've moved on. Um, so, you know, you're calling down for things. There's in part in the actual episode, it shows us conversing after this. And I say to you, you know, did you ever consider that when you call something and say, uh, you know, possess X, which in this case was me, that it might not be too fussy about who it possesses or who it interacts with. So, and we, I was, you know, you and I were both involved in ghost dancing, me more with the dancing, but you doing the light and the sort of sounds, you know, we were a little ghost Nixony for folks that listened to last episode. And I think if I had to choose between an attempt to communicate, I guess it was an attempt to communicate, but a warning, wait until you see episode five. And mm. actually, you know what? Episodes three and four in the Astor theater, I think there are attempts to communicate quotation marks there too. Mm. But when you get to episode five, I actually think there is an audio anomaly that is as weird and frightening in its own way as this one. And we weren't going to use episode five or this particular location, which is Cooper's Inn in in Charlottetown, sorry, in Shelburne, Nova (laughs) Scotia, but we are now and it's going in. 
And so, and we're not going to ruin it. Whoa. But when we get to Cooper's, there's something else that we can't explain that we can rule out all the cast and crew members of having, you know, we couldn't have done it. We know where everybody was and everything. And it's something that the, uh, the audio recorder picked up in a room that ties into Dylan too, is a room that just dreams and weird spooky stuff. Yeah. And you know, that's. And family connections. And family connections and everything. But if it's real, it is a, as clear a message as you would ever get from whatever it is that's talking to you. Mm -hmm. Like stop doing this. Now, actually, basically just get out and you'll see it, hear it when you see it, folks. Um, and so when I put things in context of the course of what we did before uh, Queens County Museum, but also after, it's not to say that there's one thing constantly to us, but there might have been multiple things. Who knows? Maybe Mac well, Tony's and I were having fun and maybe Lucy was there. There's another thing there and maybe Ancy. All of that's possible, but... There's this. And, you know, to me, when I put it in context of everything else, including when we get to the final episode of the season and and you and Yarmouth and some of the stuff that between yeah. you two and just everything. And the, the Nazis, forget about me calling ghost Nazis down, but then getting to Seaside and... I mean, just everything that folks, everything that folks are going to see in this season, mm -hmm. I think you can look at the first two episodes and go, you know... Maybe they open themselves up to something that is not friendly, and that's worth considering. Yeah. Now, there's one name you didn't mention in that list of things that it could have been, and I actually wrote down on my notes. Do you think Mrs. Gorham enjoyed ghost dancing? You have you dancing in front of the lasers, and you see you fast cut to, mm. uh, there have been shadow people here. And as you're walking away, I'm clearly just putting the camera down to press cut. We end on Miss Gorham. And as you guys will see in the next two episodes, there may be a connection there. Do you think that that should be a name on that potential list of... Sure. If you believe that people from beyond the grave, I mean, Holly and Kim were either on the Gorm's grave or next to it and aiding abetting and abetting somebody who was on it while calling for the possession of another cast member. You know, no I'm... No harm. Doesn't matter. I'm standing in front of uh, Mrs. Gorm's photo, ghost dancing. I didn't even really think of where I was standing. Uh, and so, sure, if you believe that maybe people can come back and haunt you or whatever, you know, in an afterlife, then Mrs. Gorm is a suspect. It's almost become a detective story now. Hasn't it's a whodunit. It? Yeah. And I kind of love it. I or can, a what done it. I can see well, that. Well, that's what I've kind of come to the conclusion of. I, I, th I just think it's interesting that w you call it a warning. Because I hadn't seen, I, I don't know what your narration is going to be until I watch the episode, right? And then when I when I hear you saying that, it's like, huh. Given what I know now, at the time it would have been like, oh, that's cool. But now that we've gone through all these locations and that we've been through this whole process together, I think I am more on the side of, you should stop this now. You're not quite aware of what you're getting into. You know what? If it was a warning, it wasn't by somebody who was offended. It was no. by somebody who was trying to warn us of whatever else was there. Which, I mean, to be fair, and it, it, this is... It, that I can get on board with. Sure. And we're theorizing. Actually. So I'm going to say this, and it might sound crazy to some, but that's fine. I would assume that if there is this, you know, void of paranormal afterlife, mm -hmm. the good can probably see the bad. Mm -hmm. Like, we are humans on Earth. I could go outside right now and see somebody get mugged. So it's not like we're separated 
by good and bad. Here are your realms, let's say. Mm -hmm. You never cross over. I would assume if there was something bad, the good could see that as well. So maybe you're right. You know, maybe something that you talked to that night was like, just so you know, you can't see it, but I can. Holly, stop. So it could be. I have no idea. That's what I love about it. I have no clue. That kind of thought allows people to sleep at night. Oh, it, it, you know, it was it was good, and it was trying to warn me of some bad stuff that was here. Thank you very much. Oh. There, but it's just as likely that if you want to go down that rabbit hole, the flip side is true. It was bad, and it, you know, perhaps yeah. it was an attack. Forget warning. Perhaps it was a form of attack, psychic attack, or you know, Oof. sort of. And I, I have plenty of friends, well, not plenty, I suppose, but I have friends who are into this stuff, including who are, are familiar with exorcisms, have studied exorcisms, demonology, um, who are actually ordained ministers, and they will tell you that you can be attacked. So maybe this was a form of attack, too. Um, and so these are all possibilities. Yeah. So we have absolutely zero idea or mm -hmm. answer as to what it was, but these are all possibilities that we have to consider. And as soon as you run into the possibility that it could have been an attack, you probably should stop. I was just <laughs> going to say, well, I was just going to say, so let's say it's an attack. Let's just go down that little pathway for a second. Mm -hmm. Something was trying to psychically or mentally attack me or whoever else was there and heard it. How is that going to change you guys for season two? Mm -hmm. I've act Well, wait for it. Let, let me go with this or else I'll forget because I'm sure, old. Yeah. So let's not assume this was the only attack. Let's go with the attack True. idea for a second. Yeah. Maybe you, Dylan, I'm pointing at Dylan now, were in, were in some way attacked um, in your dreams. And folks, when they get to that episode... Well, I was... Yeah, okay. Well, leaving aside seeing a demon in your room, No, too. not that. In the dream, I was literally attacked. Right. Yes, exactly. You yeah. Were at another location, mm -hmm. I was physically attacked. Yeah. And... Folks will see that, and you too. I'm pointing at Dylan and Chelsea. We're right there where, you know, and I've cut that together, and you can see from multiple camera angles. And my, even my brother, who's an incredible skeptic, looked at it and said, yeah, I don't see anything there that would indicate that you tripped. No. Mm. And so I felt physically pushed, if you will. So, and those are just the ones that I can remember off the top of my head. So maybe this was an attack and there were other attacks. That's a possibility. Or maybe it's something trying to play with us. Now I'm going to try and lighten the mood. And, you know, like uh, pet us or something. <laughs> uh, I th I, but there, okay. there's there's more than just one yeah. thing going on if you want to go down that attack rabbit hole. And so didn't mean to interrupt. Attack uh, no, 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 it's fine. Like, but uh, now that we have that out there in context, go back to where you were at. So you just, you lightened the mood and I feel the need to darken it one more time, a little bit, and then we'll jump back into this. Obi Brace yourself, Obi-Wan and Anakin. Well, I'm just thinking that throughout this entire show, things tend to happen in succession. Like we never really get this one isolated incident. It's always in the context of something else or it, or it builds to this moment. And I'm visualizing now that even in this moment, you were not alone. Chelsea was right behind you. The moment that you talked about, you were not alone. Mm -hmm. Me and Chelsea were there filming you. I'm hearing the same name come up oh, in God, all of me. these. No, 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 no. <laughs> what I'm saying is that most of these things happen after a lot of other incidents. And I talk about this in Seaside, and I won't get too deep into it because I don't want to spoil it. Right. The energy concept. Mm -hmm. Something happens in Seaside that we still cannot explain, but what follows is like, well, that's weird. And my sister, who makes a cameo in that episode, has a good theory on that. 
what if it is an attack, but it hasn't been able to fulfill its attack because it hasn't gotten one of us alone yet? Because how many times has whatever has happened at these certain places kind of caught the attention of one of us, but because we're doing a show, we all go. Seaside being one for me because of the, the noise, and I'll, I'll leave it at that. I like that, but again, spoilers galore, not even casting blame this time, but in a certain house that we were staying at, two people separately experienced something that was dark and disturbing, and it doesn't matter where the first one sent or why, but it, it happened because Holly yep. saw something, and then I... We, let's not argue, but I yeah. think I think she made let's an error, argue. but she still saw something. And then that something, for reasons that we can talk about down the road in that episode, wound up in Dylan's room. Both of them were alone Ugh. late at night at that time. So as much as I like your theory that uh, it only hits us when we're with other people, I think I can I can think of two times. Um, and if I go back to my own time in Chesky Krumlov, mm. I can think of three. It does... Things do interact with us individually, and I think we've got two coming up, folks, in the episode. I don't think there's any in the Queens County Museum, were there? Trying to bring it back to the one we're Solo supposed to be talking stuff. about. Yeah. No. Well, the, the only thing, the only uh, devil's advocate, pardon the pun, I'm going to throw at you, <laughs> is that how much energy were we giving that thing in Yarmouth House? A I don't lot. know. I just, I went other, straight the, to bed. The, the other incidents that I'm talking about, there's a lot of energy in the air. Whether it's coming from what happened, which I won't spoil, or coming from us. Right. Because yeah. there's got to be, I don't, I don't know. It's just, it, it interests me because the the one word that I remember, aside from the voice saying what we think it says, is warning. And it's it's kind of put me on edge since then. You asked me a question about season two earlier mm. before we got into this. It doesn't change how I'm going to go about shooting anything it changes how much energy i'm going to put out and how much time i'm going to focus on what seems like crap and me and paul have talked about this privately it's like you know what i'm going to try my hardest it's not like i can because like if again back to the mugging thing i could go down the street right now and somebody could seem like a really nice person and then they could mug you so i don't know what's good or bad but i'm going to try my hardest to not have my energy go into something that is clearly screwing with us Mm. I'm going to shield because I was not shielded this season. You weren't. <laughs> at all. They love it when you try and fight back. What? Well, cool. Then maybe we'll get some, maybe we can get that levitation bonus we talked about. Which, uh, right? For those who don't know, if anybody levitated on camera, there's a $5,000 pay raise. Yes. It didn't happen in season one. but well, It's not a pay raise because that implies bonus. it continues. It's a one-off bonus. Yeah. And the funny thing is, as I was thinking about people that were physically uh, attacked or touched or whatever, you were too, Chelsea. Yeah, I was. In, yeah. um, in Ottawa House. Oh, right. Yeah. And before that happened, Dylan and I had like, oh. we yeah, were just... Free- I almost feel like it was going around me to go to you guys. Well, I, creepy. I, I, won't, I won't say it because I don't want to spoil creepy. it. No. That was, yeah. I mean, there's it's yeah. like half an hour in, in the basement of a location where it, at one point it's just me and Dylan and a couple of GoPros and it's... Okay, I was going to say it gets really weird, which okay. sounds wrong. Well, it does. <laughs> but it gets weird in a ghostly way. We don't want to bring human resources in here. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah. Wait, which are you shuddering for? <laughs> I don't know if I want to say it because I don't want to spoil it. Okay, good. You're it's, still talking about the ghost. Fine. It's what that's, I saw. Oh, that's right. During that. Oh, yeah. Which 
has still put me a little bit plus the emf as you so we don't have to this is not it's a spoiler but you don't even know when it's coming folks so dylan sees something in another episode as i'm holding an emf meter right at the spot where he sees i guess we can say what it is a darkness right a shadow Mm, i saw a face right and it looked like a shoulder and the second that my eye caught it it's like it hid behind the pillar right and the emf thing went wink and then, Which is my sound for the lights all lit up. So. And it was right. I just get cultures. It was right after Chelsea moved because of what happened to her. It was in succession. Again, it was in succession. Right. It, oh, yeah. Plus what came through the, you know what? Okay, but, okay, but did you guys just ran right past that thing that Chelsea said where she felt like whatever had touched her felt like it was going by her to get to you guys? Oh, hold on. I didn't run by. I, well, I did, but I was circling back. I'm like yeah. the Flash racing around the earth. So now I'm, <laughs> look, I've already been to Singapore and I'm back because I don't like where this is going. I have a feeling I know where it's going. There's another one where we're sitting on the stairs. And, in uh, Cumberland? No, no, in um, Barrington. And we have, I mean, these are things, this is why you should watch the show, folks. Yeah. Because we have a camera move oh, yeah. where no camera right. could possibly be moved we and then as at this we can you literally can follow what happens you see and i'm not a big orb fan but within context every now and then and holly had certainly one that was eventually profiled on a and e actually um they were so impressed by it from our ghost cases time at the algonquin inn and if you look up holly stevens ghost cases and orb you'll find it yeah so it's but that that one was all about context. If you just saw the orb, who cares? But it's what Holly was thinking, what she was doing, where it went, everything about it puts it in context. Mm-hmm. So in this one that we're talking about in a few episodes coming up, you see an orb fly, go in front of the camera, the camera moves, and there's no way it should have moved. Mm-hmm. And then you see, and you can literally track the time because we had multiple cameras with time code. Dylan and I are around the corner sitting on the stairs just talking about something, just setting up a shot I don't, can't even remember now. And you see these orbs like go fly by both of us. And then you see our heads react mm-hmm. as if something brushed by us. So, like immediately. Yeah. So yeah. it's like, boom, 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 boom. That kind of thing that just happens. I'm trying, actually, now that I'm thinking about it, is there any episode where we didn't have something physical happen to either us or our gear? No. No. Yeah, no. I can't think of one. Nope. Neither can I. So, great. Now we're all, now we're all. Haunted. Scared, but haunted. Yeah, we're all haunted. <laughs> I'm beyond haunted at this point. <laughs> oh, <laughs> nice, nice, nice Thank, play, Thanks Dylan. for tuning in, folks. I'm, no, <laughs> we're, not we're not done yet. We, we're going to be over half an hour and just maybe under an hour. That's the time we're shooting for. So like fifty to sixty minutes. So, so who's it? Who who is it after? Is it after all of us? Is it after any of us? Is it an after? Is it after us? What do you, Chelsea? We've done all the talking. What do you think of this attacking or warning theory? I feel pretty safe. I don't know why, but I feel pretty safe. Nothing has really happened to me except for the weird touchy leg thing. But like, I feel pretty like solid. But I'm also, I'm also always near you guys because I am audio. So maybe it's like trying to get to me, but it's actually going to you guys. Funny. Here's a question for you. There's a thing called room tone. Yes. And when you finish <laughs> when you finish filming, folks. Oh my God! Are you, you gonna do this? What you have to do is uh, so we film. Say we filmed in this location so here, our office. There's five rooms here. So you're done. And when you're editing, what you want is just the sound of silence in a particular room. That if you have to cut something, you can use that as a bed track and and it, room tone. You have to send a sound person back into all those rooms to record 30 seconds, 60 seconds of audio. 
So, Chelsea. Yes. I mean, I don't want to call you uh, a fabricator or not. Uh, you feel perfectly safe and everything. But if you felt perfectly safe, one would think you'd have no problem going and doing room tone by yourself. And yet I can't remember one single time in the entire run of the series where you would go to any single room to do room tone alone. I will never do room tone alone. <laughs> Which comes to my... I'm actually terrified, but I, I bring one of you. So maybe if something attacks us, it'll get you first. Oh, snap. <laughs> Did you know the one time that she was alone? was in the Astor Theater. Oh my God, I hated it. I'm not sure if this when? made the episode or not, but she was sitting out in the hallway where there were reports of um, men, spirits, maybe antagonizing the, the female actors. Right. Chels, yeah. what is going on with she you? She was there, and that was the one time where she texted me like, hey, can you come down in the hallway just for now? Oh, uh, downstairs. Was, was that when I was in the, uh, yes. I'm in the, in the basement, basement alone? And yeah. we have footage of her, and you can see her yep. look behind her so as if there was uneasy. something there. Yep. I did not like that space. I hated it so much. And you weren't even that far away. Like, you were, like, in the basement, like, just Across down. the door or something. Yeah, no, no, no. across the door. Oh, I found it interesting because it... I didn't feel anything in that space. Paul, I know you didn't. Jim didn't. Only the females felt weird really? down there. Yeah. I didn't know that. It was well, bizarre. I did um, once I got inside, which is why folks will know when we get to the end of episode four what happened. Um, ghost coward. Hashtag ghost coward. But, <laughs> the know. basement, yes, but not that hallway. Oh, no, the hallway time. was no problem. Exactly. I, yeah, all the females felt really weird down there. I it was couldn't. Interesting. I couldn't even face that way because I was like, I'm going to see something. Ooh. I was like, I was so sure I was going to see something if I faced that way. So yeah. I, that's why I was facing. Because oh. Kim Bennett had something that didn't make the episode. We only have, you know, an hour. But she had a whole story that in the Aster, she had something happen to her too, right? Or she felt something down there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, she, yeah. she felt weird. She, had, she felt a presence. She, yeah, she was saying that she felt like something was just there constantly. Right. Mm. And it was, and that's how yeah. I felt. That's how I felt when I was just sitting there. And it's funny because I didn't feel anything down there. You didn't feel really? Jim. Jim never felt anything. To, Jim no. barely ever feels anything. Anyways. No, it's <laughs> true. <laughs> not, uh, not a bad thing. Jim. He's a skeptic. He's he, every I'm team needs one. <laughs> you, you spoke to all his former girlfriends too. Dylan's been doing his research on wow. the Kimball brothers. Um, it's so okay, cool. Season two, Chelsea does all the room tone alone. Oh my god! If you want to see something, send me alone because I will. I will start probably crying. Why would you say that to <laughs> the director of the show and no. the director of photography? Actually, I think we're both nodding, going, "Yeah, we're going to do that." There's oh, there one other place. I I hate doing room tone alone, but the uh, the courthouse. The oh right, which won't even make the oh wait yeah. the Yarmouth Jail or the no, court no, the courthouse it won't make the it's not right. going to make the the, the old thing. Liverpool County Courthouse which we did and nothing as far as I'm concerned really happened so it's an episode that is not going to make it on TV yeah but I was I had to go into like the the holding area oh. alone to do room tone and I was so scared I was terrified I almost like I almost called one of you but I'm like they're literally two feet. Beyond the wall, I'm fine. And I just, I, I was so, so uneasy. I, I remember feeling weird down there too. Oh, I was yeah, the only was part. The courthouse didn't get me too bad. There's some spaces that I feel like, I don't think anything's going to be Cooper's because I literally dreamed about it before I got there. Mm. But in most spoiler. spaces, I don't. <laughs> well, that's, it's, it's, it's not a spoiler. It's a preview. <laughs> um, because he talks about the dreaming. Yeah. In the Astor Theater episode. There you go. But, it, coming up next. but it didn't oh, make yeah. the episode, but he actually explained it to me two days beforehand yeah. at a previous yeah. location. And then when we got there, you'll see what happens. But boom, that's the yeah. place, Paul. But that, yeah, that place felt weird. Yeah. Not at the beginning of the day, which was which is weird for me. Because usually if a spot feels weird, it'll feel weird the whole night. That felt fine during the day. 
and even during the evening when the sun was already down. Something about later on. Yeah. It, the jail cells, or the holding areas. It was weird. That whole place had had unusual EMF activity. Well, I had yeah, the, the wireless mics weren't even working that well because of so much energy going through. Yeah. It was it just was, a bizarre place. Yeah, like it was very, in, in that respect, it... So something we didn't really talk about, which we should probably talk about, is the ending of this episode. Yeah. I was just going to say, we should talk about the rest of the episode. <laughs> we're getting too excited because now we're making connections. <laughs> we're going crazy, folks. We're go- We're down the rabbit hole. So, so Holly. Yes. <laughs> what did you hear once you actually got in a scenario where you could listen to it, you know, properly without... Well, everyone saw the episode. Yeah. I heard my name. Yep. Which I did not hear at first. But the more I listened to it, the more I could tell that under your inhale, it continued, which I thought it just stopped. No, the voice continues underneath me. Yep. Yeah. Thoughts on that? Thoughts on it saying my name? Yeah. Well, um, if, hmm, if I'm not making that up, and I don't know that I could be, um, Mm. as in hearing it, yeah, because nobody gave it to me, and you heard it, and just asked me what I heard. Because I, I was very particular. Not to I, give it, not to feed the name to me. Yeah. Because I showed your mom. What? Was, I showed. Yeah, I'm pretty sure because she was down for one of the episodes, the courthouse episode, was she not? Yes. I showed her without telling her anything. I did. She heard your name. I. I showed my mom, who doesn't even know you. I said, "What are you hearing this?" She said your name. I can go one further. I showed my wife. And uh, she heard your name too. Yeah, and that was both. I and that's why when I showed you, like, what do you hear? Because I didn't, I didn't want to put it in your head. Because the second you put it in somebody's head, yeah. then that's what they're going to hear. I knew that you had you had showed your mother, but I didn't, I didn't tell you what she said. She heard your name. I didn't know that you had showed my mother, and she I didn't know name. that Linda had heard it. Oh, mm-hmm. that's. And, and I, I can't speak for Linda, but your mother and my mother, one single listen, and they said, "Oh yeah, that that says Holly." Same here. Yep. Yeah. I just played it on the computer, the edited version, and she, which you'll see this week, because at the end, you know, we play the audio back. So you yep. folks who stuck around to the end of the episode, who, who got through ghost dancing, will, <laughs> didn't, Love it. didn't yeah. turn it off, will see, uh, you know, Dylan, part of, it was a very long segment, but part of what Dylan did to recreate the sound, and this is the segment we used, uh, you know, you hear, I mean, I, I hear it. Paul, inhale. Yeah. And under the under the inhale. That's me. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Very short, but it's there. And it's also not the only time in the series that you're going to hear something say Holly's name. Well, That's I'm very, very inviting. I tell spaces in the environment that I'm in what my name is every single time. My name is Holly. Well, that's why I think it's so interesting that it said your name mm. because you... We we joke about being ghost Nixons, and if you'd missed the last episode, first off, go listen to it. It's a great episode. Second off, it's awesome. It basically translates to ghost jerks. We were being being ghost jerks. You were kind of the one in that episode that was more friendly and inviting to the spirits. We, well, once we got to the point of Lucy, and then we realized that maybe. She was very inviting. Yeah, I'm like, always fr- friendly like from the afternoon, the she spirits. was inviting. You, <laughs> you in Come the on epi- down and possess Paul. Uh, possess Paul. I know you make fun of me, Paul, for that, and it's true. I did that, but I don't antagonize the spirits, and I which never do. You're, that's true. you're kind of the one that doesn't joke about it. Which, uh, on the point of of Holly's guests, you did sit on one in this episode too. <laughs> oh yeah. My God, that she, was. 
Okay, two things. First of all, she was involved in ghost dancing, so yes. she was a she was an accessory to antagonizing whatever might have been there. I'm just no, sure. no, no, but I'm not making fun of anything. I'm pretty sure we were making fun of whatever was in that room, and you know, well, it may have taken way. it that way. But I mean, let's be realistic here. Dancing isn't a bad thing. It may offend people, but and that doesn't mean it's wrong. It's Unless like, someone's trying to sleep. Yeah. Okay, fine, Dylan. Yes. It's okay, like, it's fine. It's like talking to Trump. She'll never take responsibility <laughs> Ew, for anything. Are you kidding me? On the responsibility angle. So, okay, but let's just move on from the fact that you were implicated in ghost dancing. Because maybe put it, down the knife. <laughs> maybe it enjoyed. It, it might it's have enjoyed pen, ghost Dylan. dancing. It's a pen, but it'll still hurt. I got one of those, too. Plus, you've got Wonder Woman. I've got Batman. I think it's Cheetah we have to worry about. We all have little action figures in front of us. <laughs> We're that cool, people. Yeah. Totally cool. And we've got South Park coasters, which we're not going to tell you what they say because um, <laughs> we've blown out the PG, but we can't go to NC-17. So. There you go. So where were we going with that? You were saying that I was offending things with ghost dancing. No, but... I was just saying that was one part of the overarching thing where we were all a little... No, there's no question. I'm more Ghost Nixon. It's who I am. Especially in episode three. Yeah. Dylan can be a little Ghost Nixon, too. Chelsea's clean. I've never mm, seen her make Chelsea's fun of clean. anything. No. And Jim generally stays away from it, too. Yeah. And Kim, when she... The few episodes she was in, she didn't do any of that stuff. Mm-mm. Oh, except for the grave. She well, was she did walk the on the grave. I did say I don't think we should do that. She right. Was... So a little bit of that. But... Uh, you know, generally. generally speaking, I'd be the gold medalist, you'd be the silver medalist, Dylan, and Holly is distantly behind in the bronze medal. Yes. I, I'm willing to stipulate to that. So I like that. Yeah. But still, bronze medalist. So <laughs> what is it with horse racing, win, place, and show? That's us. <laughs> <laughs> and by win, I mean lose. But so when so when I do this uh, this kind of stuff, there's no question. Next week, folks, in the Astor Theater, you'll see it. Um, Dylan's <laughs> giving me the look because he almost quit the show. Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, anyway, you know, maybe you, it's like if you have a still lake, like there's the water mm-hmm. and there's nothing and you take a big rock and you throw the big rock in the water mm-hmm. and then splash and, you know, maybe it gets on a frog and the frog jumps up and, you know, bites you and with poison because it's angry. Or like the Lord of the Rings, the thing comes out of the water. Sure. I'm the don't. Mines of Moria. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay, that thing, sure, yeah, yeah, Don't yeah. disturb the water, Paul. Right, like Excalibur. Don't throw the sword go. in, the hand will come up, you know. So maybe that's what we're doing. Maybe we've disturbed something. Maybe we've maybe we've poked a hornet's nest. Ew, why hornets? Yeah. Yeah, they I, suck. I've got, uh, I got a way to bring up the mood. Because bring this, this is a very scary episode of who, Beyond Haunted. Who listens to a podcast of Paranormal and expects it to be light? Is it time sure. for ghost dancing? <laughs> uh, no. Oh. But, Thank you. Because I've had a theory since the Love beginning theories. of this. Theory changed into demonic, you know, once we got to a certain episode, but... Uh, Yarmouth. Um, <laughs> but I, I always thought that, okay, it was very interesting that Holly was very accepting and inviting to whatever was in the room. And the more that we learned about the kids, whether it was mm-hmm. Lucy or Anne, it kind of matched up with what was happening. And I always thought it was interesting that you talked to whatever was in the room, invited it to come speak with you alone. Mm-hmm. And if you listen to it, it sounds like somebody's saying Holly. Mm-hmm. But your reaction maybe scared it. Yeah. And I've always thought it was an interesting. Here's the light to the dark. Mm. I have so many theories on this noise. What if it was trying to communicate with you? Because we were using the term Lucy for most of this. You know, what if you were talking to Lucy or Anne or -hmm. somebody and it was just saying Holly because you had said your name? 
Paul had said your name. Kim had said your name. I had said your name. I just said your Chelsea name. Chelsea just said your name. <laughs> yeah. You know, what if it was somebody just replicating what I heard? And it's like, oh, you must be Holly. And that's what got through. Yeah. But unfortunately, you know, well, yeah. reactionary. It was loud. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we scared it away. Exactly. Know. That's why. Maybe I it w- isn't a warning. Maybe it's just communication through something innocent. You know, on every episode, I think we should it should be like an, a separate Olympics. So in terms of ghost Nixoning, actually, in this episode, call, Holly calling for possession, I think that's a gold medal right there in and of itself. Sure. But yeah. you've reminded me, and I know what I, I meant to say now, the cold in the ghost chair, mm-hmm. I call it ghost chair, which is an interesting segment for me. So let's just say we're talking to a group of 10 random people, and I wonder how they'd view it. What happens, uh, 10 random people? You have somebody sitting in a room, and here's what she does. And now this is an allegedly haunted room. She says, if there's anyone here, uh, please make contact or whatever, blah, blah, blah. Followed by... Does sound like me. Paul, can you come in here for a second? (laughs) Sure. With a waiting chair for (laughs) said Paul. Paul, you know, sits down in the chair and... Or trap. And (laughs) the hashtag gold medalist hashtag uh, ghost trap for Paul. And then immediately... Because you can see it. You're you know, going there, to regret that hashtag. There's the temperature gauge. I mean, literally, boom. Whoa, it's getting cold. And then, you know, she plays sweet and innocent until then you hear her go, oh, Paul, I, I totally forgot. I opened the, you know, the room up and more or less told him to sit there. And now you're sitting there. I said sit at the table. Right. From now on, anytime you come into a room where I've been, I'm pretty much safe to say that if we're filming, I've invited whatever is there to communicate with me. That's what you pay me to do. See, here's the difference between you guys. Uh Uh-oh. Holly invites whatever's there. Paul invites whatever's out there. Yeah, totally random, man. We come together, and then we all kumbaya. That's great. Yeah, kumbaya. I I do want to say one thing, because I I, I wrote down debunking, because I thought it was a good segment where we debunk the um, the drawer there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like... Uh, how many times do we kind of think it's something? And then it's nothing. It's important. It happens. We're doing a ghost hunting show. Like there's a lot that, you know, oh, well, that was nothing. Never mind. One thing I have to debunk, which I thought was funny because when I watched the episode, it really killed me. When Paul is, is there's narration, but when Paul is talking to Linda in the back room and the top of the uh, garbage pail oh, yeah. is moving, it's not paranormal. <laughs> it was, as you see in the beginning of that scene, it was up. And during that, I asked Paul to put it down because it was bugging me as a cinematographer. So just so you know, debunked, not not, not, not paranormal. Not haunted garbage can. Yeah. I didn't notice go. that too. I was like, huh. Hashtag <laughs> haunted garbage. Although. Don't use that. Please. <laughs> I do think that, uh, that I, when Dylan made that request and when I followed through on it, we were both temporarily possessed Maybe. by oh. the spirit of Grogron. There okay. it is, folks. All right, so I, I have to ask a question now. I just have to know. It'd be terrible if there is a demon known as Grogron. And he's like, I have no idea why these people are talking about me. <laughs> why do you keep but using my name? I know. Stop, I've got, please. I've got things to do in the third level of hell to get to promote it to the fourth level. Okay, I, I, I have to ask all of you here, and yes. all of you guys. I mean, you guys can answer too. Us three yes. or us four? And that, that was a joke. Never mind. <laughs> oh, creepy. There's only four of us here. Holy... <laughs> That's fun. See what I have to deal with? Anyway, um, I want to ask you guys, in in the spirit of what you do on this show, mm-hmm. no pun intended, <laughs> if given the opportunity to be possessed by an entity in a non 
harmful way. You are still in control of your body, <laughs> but you could experience another being temporarily. And we get it on film. Yes. Would you or would you not be willing to participate in that? Chelsea, go. Oh, God. Um, I was hoping you weren't going to start with me first. I'm just kidding. Um, in a non-harmful way? You're not way, mentally or physically harmed. You have an experience. And it, it'll, like, go away? It goes away. Yes. Dylan. Well, um, it was tough to get the rabid raccoon to sign said contract of not harming the kindergarten kids, but I don't know if there's any entity out there that is going to abide by our hey, human hey, rules. Hey, I'm just asking you. So you're asking in a complete scenario of you know for a fact this is going to happen, would uh, I do it? Uh, yes, assuming that you, if, if there was a spirit or, or, or some entity of energy mm -hmm. that was there and you could have it come into you temporarily temporarily okay. <laughs> no harm right to experience that and actually know that that existed and we get it on camera so it's in the show would you or would you not be willing to participate in that one i think i don't get paid enough to do that hey, that's not the question two um i see i'm on this is a serious answer yeah. i think i'm on the verge of uh don't ask don't tell with this I don't know if I'd want to know that one single good entity could possess me because what stops anything else from possessing me? Well, that you're opening up another door there. That's what the thing. Do I want to know to that extent? I yes. don't know yet. Are you, I, that's, I that's my question. I don't know if I can give you a straight answer. That would give you a definitive kind of now you like mentally you, you're commuting. You're understanding the other part of the universe for a couple of seconds. Given what I experienced on season one. Yes. I would probably say no. Say no. Okay. Fair enough. Now I know. Yeah. Paul. What are you planning? I finally <laughs> figured out who Holly is. She's not the ghost Trump. I was totally wrong about that. Oh, please. No. She is the J. Robert Oppenheimer of ghost hunting. <laughs> and I'll explain that. So please. look, here we are. We can create nuclear weapons. <laughs> now, I have, I have split the atom. I have all of this stuff. But I mean, clearly, who would ever use this for bad? So Holly will be like, attention, attention, creatures or whatever might be out there in a non-harmful way. Could you please come down and possess the only person at this table that said yes, Chelsea? Um, because I'm saying no, because I know better. But Chelsea said yes. So could you please come down in a non-harmful way, of course, obviously, and possess Chelsea, calling only good. So there's J. Robert Oppenheimer saying, I've split the atom and built this thing. And meanwhile, there's a ghost Harry Truman up there, or Hitler, or anybody else that would go, you know what? Ah, I like the cut of this bomb's jib. Kaboom! And the next thing you know, we see Chelsea, you know... Sort of, yeah. Okay. I on see, CNN. I see, point. see, I said yes to that scenario. Oh, Don't ever God. put anything. I'm on never me. gonna. No, no. And I mean, I did that with Paul because he was doing his whole like, "Hey, Holly, there's a portal that I've opened, and there's yeah. demons, uh, and not, go have yeah. fun." That's not why you did it. it. Your scenario, yes. Other scenarios, no. But it's the only scenario because I have talked to exorcists and demonologists and you know ordained ministers and psychics. Every one of them, in a different way, will tell you never open yourself up to because it's like leaving the door of your house open in the middle of, you know, a big city. Mm -hmm. It's true. It could be your grandmother that comes by and walks in, maybe. It's more likely that it's somebody that means you harm or that wants to take advantage of a situation. I think it's very dangerous. I just heard knocking in the other room. We get that a lot in this, uh, in our office here. Actually. I heard something, but I, I thought it was outside. Oh, it might be the fridge. 
And Dylan, oh, we'll say it's the fridge. And Dylan's yeah. seen, sh- seen shadows in here, too. Uh, well, I'll let you finish your point, but uh, yeah. Well, no, that's the, that's the end of my point. Yeah, and okay, I'm maybe as, I changed my mind. No? no oh, look, okay, here's and my... And I haven't been innocent of this either. I cop to doing it more than once. I absolutely and bad. I shouldn't have done it. And you know what? I'm going to do it again. But... <laughs> But Here. as you say, I throw it out there into the ether, and yes. that's a mistake too. Yes, sure. Holly particularizes it to people and individuals well, and places here, and time. Here's my question, though. I'm not saying one's worse or better than uh, the other. Here's my question: What do you think protects you when you do this? Then nothing, because I'm an I'm that's I'm an problem. idiot. That's a problem. Well, what do you think protects you? Oh wait, you never call it down on yourself, do you? So I mean, I, I given what we've gone through. I would hope in a perfect scenario, and I, and I can't. There's nothing I can say that's like, this is definitely how it goes. Mm. I would hope loved ones that have passed on mm-hmm. would watch over their families when, you know, whatever is after this human life. But I, it's not like I can call them and no. say, hey, uh, there's something in my shower. Could you deal with that? Like, there's no way for Sorry, me to... Sorry, I don't mean to laugh, but there's no way well, you no, I, that's a, yeah. Well, here's what could protect you. Holly, no matter what you might think, Lalawin, you're not an eighth level wizard or anything. None of us have these powers. Do not mock my D&D character. Oh, I thought you were just going to say, do not, not mock my demony demony character. But none of us have the power, I don't think, to call down, bind, you know, whatever, if you believe no. in any of this stuff. So you can say something, come down and possess Paul. I, I, in all seriousness, I don't think, uh, clearly I wasn't possessed as far as I know. I do think of the different, the two different things that you and I do which you'll never admit to and I do. Mine is more dangerous because yeah. I do open a space up, whereas you, I think you might have caused Dylan a problem once during the C- C- no. series. No. But generally speaking, I have the potential to cause problems all the time. <laughs> I'm like, should, who yeah. knows? Maybe your problem was what led to her problem with that's me. True. You never know. We don't know. But I think maybe we should all just stop. <laughs> like maybe well, that's, that's not going to happen. No, probably not. <laughs> I, 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 I do think that if whatever we're dealing with is a form of energy, and the only way that you can have any protection from that is with energy from yourself. So if you want to say that sounds sappy or spiritual or whatever, it, that is what I believe. And there's certainly sure. been many times after shooting where I get that weird, eerie, creepy feeling that maybe something is still here, and I have to shut it down. Somebody asked me, like, what do you do? Like, you just like, mm, you just... You have to, like, in your mind, be like, nope, not now, away. Whether that works or not, I have no idea. Away to the room across the hall. <laughs> Funny. No, 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 no. That's not <laughs> what I meant. So. That's not what I meant. I'm just saying it's. We're over time on Beyond Haunted now, but we're going over because I like where this is headed. Well, someone asked us on Facebook. It's true. What do you do to prepare yourself? What's your, your, um, what did they say? <laughs> What's your vaccine for rabies before you go in? And for me, it's more of a, it's what I do afterwards. It's a, we're done here. You have to stay. I'm going to go. Here's a segment I like to call Before Haunted. So that was the new Before Haunted music. So this is time traveling. I like it. Back to our ghost cases uh, days. And I just want to ask... Holly, and I think this episode can be viewed online, and I don't think this part is in the episode, but do you remember being in a location in Yarmouth where I went in to get a chicken sandwich, so I was walking to the kitchen of this inn we were doing it at, Ah. and I came out, and I saw you, uh, now memory's fuzzy after eight years, crying or certainly tremendously upset standing in the hallway. Yes. And we had to have one of those rare 
Paul does something half decent at uh, moments where I actually had to hug you and sort of try and, you know, talk you down or calm you down because you were totally yes. out of sorts. So perhaps you could describe that experience for our two young friends here and the audience. This is, we're talking about Churchill Mansion in yes. Yarmouth, Nova Scotia. And, um, and what you felt there, which ties into this idea that you can just wall yourself off from it because little moment of levity before we go in, mm-hmm. you and I wound up sleeping in the same room that night because... Was it, was it that night? There were two, two, two beds, beds in that room. There you go. Uh, she came down to my room, knocked on the door and would you come down to my room because she didn't want to sleep in the room that was haunted. This is what this place did to Holly. That was the second night? That was the second night, yeah. yeah. Um, First night I did. Right. So where was this? This Churchill is Mansion. Churchill Mansion in Yarmouth, Nova Scotia. And so she, supposedly one of the most haunted locations in North America, frankly. Yeah. And so that's a little weird. So let it roll. Or yeah. it, so let Holly tell the story. Yeah. And then you can come in with the weird thing, and then I can add the cherry on top. Oh, fantastic. Which was, which was not known at the Can't time. Wait. So there's a couple things there. I, I, I think, I mean, when you think of a space, if it's haunted or not, and you have either mm, spirits that have passed that are there, or you have energy imprinted on the environment, I think different people set that energy off or not. And I think that has to do with who they are. So my past may interact with an environment because of who I am, and someone else may or may not have that same experience. Um, Churchill Mansion was very difficult for me um, because there was an an aggressive uh, male figure in the house that was reportedly there. Which all the other female members of our crew felt in lesser degrees. Both Christina and Melissa said they felt weird in the place, but you were in a different place. Uh, Yeah, yeah. Um, both in my life and, and there. Um, I don't know if that place would still affect me the same way now. Um, it was a long time ago and I'm a different person. However, um, that type of energy does tend to uh, reach my core, if you want to put it that way. Right. And you weren't able to wall yourself off. To I, there was two instances in that house that I can at least think of where I felt um, a, a pressure or a presence of something come towards me and I had to push back um, with my own energy one was when you saw me in that in the back by the kitchen Mm -hmm. Um, and the other one was actually uh, I think we were on camera and we were in um, the uh, what was uh, the room that you were in Oh, the honeymoon suite. <laughs> sure, yes. Burning, we'll call burning it in the love in the honeymoon, honeymoon suite. suite. Well, no, that's what it was. It was yes, the honeymoon but suite. But that was also the um... jacuzzi room. No, what's the? <laughs> well, it had a jacuzzi. We had a Mr. Fight. Churchill. Yes, yeah. That was his room. Yeah. That happened there as well. Right. Right. Long silence. Yeah, I'm. It just goes back to your thing where you can wall yourself off, and I'm not sure. Any of us, it, it might maybe nine times out of 10 or 99 times out of 100, you could wall yourself off. But we always have to be careful of that one time where it finds, and if there, if it is something bad, and I don't know if it is, mm-hmm. but bad people, it's like uh, Seven, the movie with Kevin Spacey where he plays the psycho killer. Mm-hmm. And he, he finds the things in each of the people to manipulate them. He finds what's particular to them that they either fear or have a, as an issue, whatever. And he uses it against him. I, I would think that that's, generally speaking, how these people work. 
and uh, or how these entities would work. So that's why the idea that we can protect ourselves from it, um, just as we're not trained to bring it down, I'm not sure we're particularly trained <laughs> to push it away if it does come down. Sure. So this is my kindly warning to everyone by going before haunted to bring up an experience from the past that where maybe we couldn't, although we get out of there a lot. Oh yeah. I mean, we <laughs> joke, but yeah, there, you, you, I do believe you have to be careful with this stuff. I have said it to you before. I think you're playing with fire. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that was a, probably the most used quote during ghost cases. So, uh, so you were going to come up with a point coming out of that though. Well, I didn't know, I, I didn't know where Churchill Mansion was until now. What do you mean you didn't know where it was? I just haven't done, it wasn't one of our locations. I hadn't really no, done no, research. No, no, but you know of the location? Well, no, I, I know of Yarmouth. Because oh. that's the place that I was the most uneasy this entire season. Right. So I, I'm just, in. as you're explaining what you've gone through, I kind of feel this weird, almost a kind of... Uh, it's just weird PTSD or, or deja vu thing with that Yarmouth. Because I, it, I, Paul, you cannot pay me enough to go back to that Yarmouth house. Really? <laughs> I will go to a hotel down the road. I'll pay for it myself. I don't care. Uh, Hashtag yes, I can. <laughs> well, catch me on an off day. But I, I, I just, what, what were you feeling? Was anything that you felt in Churchill Mansion, anything at all, can you relate that to Yarmouth? The place in Yarmouth? You know, what you felt yes. before you decided to send it over. Now that you mention it, yes. Yeah, that's what I thought. Whoa. So I'm, I'm curious. That was oh, a seri- shit. That was a serious <laughs> whoa. That's not me making fun of them. They've just drawn a connection over space and time between eight years in the same location. That well, was the same. That's a, As you explain that, I'm like, wow, cool. I felt that. Not so much the I had to push it away because maybe I didn't know how to push it away. But I couldn't block it off. I tried very hard. I couldn't. And this was, as we see throughout the show, that started in your room. Oh, shit. And it's in Yarmouth. I just find it. Anyways, I, I hate to get into this so, in this wow, episode. That's, but that's so Chelsea deep. and Paul are that's like, deep. all right, McDonald's, um, we're, we're <laughs> yeah, out of here. That's, see, I deep. feel like super safe. I don't know why. I felt like cool the whole time. But I think I, I'm focusing on you guys so much that I'm just like blocking anything I out. Think it's I haven't cool, felt like Chelsea. this since Yarmouth House. Well, here's your talking th- about this. Here's the theory. You told me you think that I'm not the culprit, but somehow maybe you were joking. It's following me for some reason. You did you not say that at some point to me? I did because um, the only paranormal instance that I've had since we've ended the show, not ended the show, but to finish off the season was in this office mm-hmm. in your room in your office, and we were watching through footage, and it looked like a shadow passed by your head on the wall. And I am the shadow man from Chesky Crumlove. Read my book. Hashtag read my book. <laughs> so here's the punchline about Yarmouth. Oh, Christ. What? What we did not know in 2008, was it? No, Nine. it was 2009, Febru- Nine. February, I think, of 2009, is guess who's related to Aaron Churchill, who is this person who owned this house? You are. Me. Are you serious? Oh, my God. And Jim, of course, and all the rest of my family. Yes, we're... Related to the Churchill family. What the wow. hell? I'm Paul Kimball. This is Holly Stevens, Chelsea Camo, Dylan Garland, and we've been Beyond Haunted. <laughs>